1: Cinnamon at Erlanger has an ED workflow that takes 33 steps to do, and Yale has one that's 43 steps. We now have an opportunity to help our clients optimize and be even more efficient.
0: Thanks for joining us on this keynote episode, a This Week Health conference show. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16-hospital system and creator of This Week Health. A set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. For five years, we've been making podcasts that amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward. Now, onto our show.
2: Hi, I'm Sue Shave, principal at Starbridge Advisors and one of the town hall moderators. Today, I'm doing a solution showcase with SureTest, and I am joined by Laura O'Toole, Hi. CEO of SureTest and Cinnamon Matthew, the Chief Application Officer at Erlinger Health. Oh, okay. So,
1: welcome, oh, thank this gonna be fun. Yeah, great, great to see you again.
2: So I hope we're gonna learn about the problem that you had to solve and the solution that you provided in the whole area of automated testing. Great, terrific. Okay, so let's start with you, Cinnamon. Okay, yes. can you give us an idea of the problem that your health system was trying to solve.
3: Absolutely. So, as we've heard at the Conference of this and in the industry, it's just very hard to be fully staffed and have enough people to do what you've got to for your health system. And we were running into that, and as start to step through, how can
2: we free of resources, a free
3: portion of time is
2: spent on testing, as in regression testing. Every month,
3: or unit, or smaller or parallel unit. Yeah, just S- S- okay. every all the Everything. changes that I come mean. in, all the upgrades, okay. and so I was just very excited from the is outset. The the big difference in what I previously had is that we had to do it from scratch. And test just comes with their library. That is just so
1: impressive.
2: Green, green. Let's hear a little bit about the problem in the industry from your perspective, Laura. How, how prevalent is this issue?
1: I mean, I think it's more prevalent than people even realize that they have the problem. So as Cinnamon said, her staff who are vying for attention, they've got multiple projects and competing projects that they're working on, and they're spending, a typical health system like Erlanger, especially those that use Epic and Cerner, are spending somewhere between 15 and 25,000 hours a year Manually testing okay. and regression testing and testing all okay. the SUs. So 15 to how much? 15 to 25,000. So, so 8 eight to 12. FTEs that's where were. I was going. Okay, yep.
2: thank you. 8 okay. to
1: 12. And we don't tell our clients you can eliminate those positions, but what our clients, because they need them, right? They right. don't have enough. But what our clients have been able to do is to repurpose them mm-hmm. to work on more strategic projects. Right. And quite frankly, I think Dave said, your, your CIO said, yeah. I want my people to be working at their top capability and solving problems for our customers. I don't want them down worrying about manual testing. It's certainly not a staff satisfier in any way. So it's a problem across the industry. We saw that it was a problem. A lot of clients try to implement automation and test automation on their own and they'll buy tools. But it's one thing to get a tool. It's another to have the dedicated resources to not only develop the scripts, But then it's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge because you have to continually maintain them. And that was the problem we saw in the market. Our clients are smart people. They could do some development themselves, but what they couldn't do was keep up with the continual change that comes with the EHR. And that's where we come in and we bring a library of all our clients, a global library, of all the workflows that our clients have. Leverage that to create a personalized library for in the sense, Good for a
2: that, okay. that in itself is huge. Yep. That you're bringing that library, based on your experience with other clients, yep. into each client, right? Right. Exactly. So, can we go back to the staffing, sure. which you started with, cinnamon yes. as the big issue, and Laura, you said, eight to twelve, just T- typically the equivalent of those. Okay, employees. but if we stick with that, or maybe use the example, how many you had? After you deployed SureTest, and I'm assuming you can tell me more about it, you deployed it fully. So after you deployed, what difference did it make in your staffing?
3: We've been doing it in phases, and we've completed that first phase where we used to be concentrated on on our regression in the inscripts, so what that is, is um, every time we did an upgrade, I insisted that we test one of each patient type just to make sure that we could see a patient in the ED, we could see a patient all the way through surgery, we could have an inpatient clinic, because that that gave us that level of confidence that the upgrade didn't mess up the major workflows with handling take care of our patients. And so just doing those five regression scripts from one upgrade to the next, it was 291 hours that we saved just from what it took to do our upgrade in May compared to what it was before in February. I mean, and that is just an enormous amount of time. And now, Then we turned around and we did our our hyperdrive upgrade that Epic's doing, and then moving everybody to hyperdrive from hyperspace. That would have taken a long time if we had developed those scripts by ourselves. We'd have been starting all over again from scratch. And with the fact um, SureTest had already done some of those implementations for other sites, they were actually able to help guide us through how we needed to adjust our scripts. So not only did we not start over, we started down the road quite a ways from their experience that they already
2: had. So I got a question about the library. Yeah. Based on what you did, are you helping to build the library that now other clients will benefit from? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And that's always been my dream for the company, is okay. that we could have this global library and eventually our clients could share in this value. And it's a real optimization lead. So right now, we're beginning to look at analytics and machine learning where it, Cinnamon at Erlanger has an ED workflow that takes 33 steps to do, and Yale has one that's 43 steps. We now have an opportunity to help our clients optimize and be even more efficient. So the global library is shared, but each client has their own de-identified, personalized library. Right. So obviously we protect that, that workflow G2 that they have, but it certainly is a jumping off point to give speed to value, which is why we can get the automation deployed so quickly. Great. Yeah.
2: Right. So what obstacles did you run into in deployment and in your whole solution journey?
3: The most interesting one was when I found out about what SureTest offers and the fact that I've had previous experience with my own script developer. I couldn't wait, but my team were very afraid. They were very afraid to let go of control of testing because they take such a high level of pride in personally assuring that everything is working and good to go. And so when we introduced it and said, hey, here's what we want to do, we got a lot of, oh, I don't know, pushback. I'm just not so sure I'm ready to to have that happen. But as they went through the process and worked with the SureTest team, their confidence grew. And then, like I said, when we got to that first upgrade where they would have Spent a solid week during regression testing and that it went away. It right. just ran. They were okay. so. And now they're like, they're so excited. They're like, what can we do okay. next? They, yes. they saw the
2: results. that convinced yes.
1: them. Yep. Reflect anything? You have an analyst or a manager that not only will they take pride, but if something, automation is going to replace what you do, I think it's natural to upgrade. Sure. What does this mean for my job? And I think it's really important that we as leaders help people understand We're trying to make your job better for you. We're trying to free up time so you can do more strategic things. It's not about displacing you. We have had some clients be able to because of attrition, not refill positions, but our plans to put, don't take the approach of eliminating staff. Yeah, it's just yeah. to let them work more strategically. Right,
2: right. Well, we. and what you're articulating, Laura, is certainly people's fear
1: yeah.
2: about their jobs, relative to robots or right. AI or, right, or, exactly. or, any, right, any, or right. any progress like that. Okay, great. Yeah, I
3: think Laura is exactly right. right. It's, it's more meaningful work that they get to do and it's more high profile projects that have a more direct benefit because if they're not spending the week testing what they've built, they can just review results. They can move on to building the next great right thing they need. Right,
1: right. exactly right.
2: exactly right. So curious in terms of what your process was for evaluating solutions and not naming competitors, but just what did you go through to decide on sure test? Yeah,
3: absolutely. So basically there was three options. One was to go the, the route I've gone before, right. which is to have my own developer. The second was other competitors out there, and then, of course, the third was SureTest. And for us, the selling factor was that library and the archive and the fact that we could benefit from all the work that they've invested so far and not have to start over. And then I'll say the other thing is, as we've gone along, is it's the partnership and the relationship. It's the fact that they're personally invested in helping us get to the next best place. They partner very well with my engineer who runs the testing. We're implementing Beaker right now with Epic. Okay. And we've already had calls about how to get that into our scripts. And, again, with that library, Churchess comes and says, here's what we've seen other sites do and here's what we recommend, which just really helps because we're still learning ourselves because we're implementing and so it's just been a great partnership
1: and i don't i hate being called a vendor i want to be a partner because i'm interesting to me if i'm a yeah. vendor it, it really is about a partnership yeah i believe that's good. i believe in win-win i really do yeah. and i think the other reason i think why we won out is there's nobody else right now that's treating this and doing this as a managed service. So okay. that's the difference. You might have okay. some staff augmentation come in to help you get some development done. Then they go away and it sits on a shelf okay. and it gets old. Now you're peating the Golden Gate Bridge. That's okay. essentially what you have to right. do with these scripts. Okay. We take full responsibility to keep those scripts updated oh. with every Nova Note for Epic for as an example that they take, every upgrade, everything that they're taking, it's our responsibility to get those scripts ready for that next SU or that next okay. upgrade. We want their upgrade to be a non-event because testing becomes a part of the whole process. Got stuff. it.
2: So more than the tools more staff involved from your team.
1: Oh yeah, we have a whole team of developers, from okay. all the time employees. I think the other thing that's a real advantage is many of them were certified Epic Builders and they were consultants, as well as knowing the development tools for automation. And so they're able to see through the muck to the other side pretty quickly because they they truly understand the workflow okay all
2: right so we've heard about your experience do you want laura describe any other client experience similar challenges they've had with deploying this and how they've addressed them
1: yeah i think the clients that have been the most successful are the ones that have engaged their analysts and managers early on even in the sales process so that we take away that fear component like what is this going to do to my job really made them a part of the solution and got them to see early on in the process that this is going to give you back thousands of hours over time I think those are the clients that have been the most successful and our clients that have said like cinnamon is doing we're going to start out with our ambulatory or our inpatient scripts and then we're going to evolve because this is an enterprise tool so all third-party integrated applications workday whatever whatever Oracle PeopleSoft you're looking at a PeopleSoft one now so it's an enterprise level tool so I think when people embrace it and really understand what they're going to get back and they become a part of the process those are our clients that have been have been the most successful
2: do you do you find that clients I think what you described cinnamon is, is a pre-phased approach yes do you, is, is that what you recommend Laura and that what you find clients doing is more phased over time
1: yeah so what we do everything is done virtually so we're essentially recording the workflow and understanding the workflow and then we go off and do our development and then we send back the automation working in real time so it can be validated So yes, typically, wherever our clients are having the biggest pain point is where we start. A lot of times that's on the ambulatory side because there's so much disparate happenings amongst the clinics. Um, As
2: in disparate workflows?
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. So just trying to see where you can get alignment in those scripts because our approach to testing is, I liken it to Lincoln Log. So our library and our framework is built so that when we make one update, it goes through the whole library and it mines that component and it updates that portion of the script. So you want to get the broadest coverage with the least amount of crossover in workflow that you can get. So where the workflows cross over is where we tend, where we tend to start to get really out of the gate, big bang, really big bang.
2: You talked about EHR, right? But do clients who have gone We're using it for EHR, ERP, CRM, all their major systems?
1: Yes. So we have clients that most of our clients we started, our library was built. We have an Epic and a Cerner library. That's where we started our library. Since then, though, all the third-party applications, so a lot of them, lab systems, disparate pharmacy systems, tons of third-party applications that we have now. I don't even know how many that we've added to our library based on our clients' needs. We're okay. about to do our first work day, so we're excited yeah. about that. And then we just had a client come to us. They're on PeopleSoft and they wanna they wanna move forward on PeopleSoft at the same time as their as their EHR. Okay. So I think the clients that are embracing it, we're, we're thrilled because all of our clients have expanded. For our projects are three-year projects and our first three original clients have all ring in. And now we, we have 20 clients, so okay. it's grown pretty significantly, and we expect to add another 20 or so this year. And that's where I think the real value for our clients, it just... it Because the library's exactly, building. Exactly, the library's okay. building yeah. is bigger, and they're a part of that library. Right. Uh, they're a part of that community. All right,
2: so, Simon, what are some of the other positive results you've seen from
3: Besides, obviously, the staff savings and time, it's, it's watching them go from being somewhat fearful to now having a great deal of pride in in what they created and and what it brings back to them and then i think the the future opportunities so i think even just sitting here listening to Laura talk i'm like we have people soft yeah exactly <laughs> ding ding, ding. <laughs> well, you know, and, and now
1: with our cern appliance we're doing a lot of rpa use cases and epic is starting to loosen that up we we're talking about that today so we'll see where that goes on the epic side But I mean, this is an RPA, it's in our library. We have use cases in our libraries for credentialing positions. Every time you get a new employee, I mean, imagine if all that data entry can be automated. Uh, So I think it's really unlimited in terms of what the solution can do. And we're just excited to continue to build and we're thrilled with the growth that we've seen. We've just celebrated our kind of official, really our third year anniversary, but it's really only been two years that We spent the first year building out our library because I felt very strongly and as did the rest of our leadership, we did not want to go out and deliver something to the market we could not deliver and that didn't have quality. It was was very important to us, so we've been very purposeful in our growth because we wanted to do it right and you want to renew all our clients. Right.
2: That's what any IT leader wants to hear <laughs> as a partner yeah. as opposed to a vendor. Right, so, exactly right. You know, exactly. So, it's very yeah. important
1: to us and we took our time and really built out the framework because when we go to our plant and we say, we're bringing you this library and there's speed to value. What would take you three years internally to build, we can do in six months and now we're going to maintain inquiries. I I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I'm not okay. going to go out to the market and say that I can deliver something that I can. So we're just thrilled. We're thrilled with how the solution's done and and the market recognition it's beginning again. Excellent.
2: So for anybody watching or listening to this, who's going, oh, I gotta deal with this. I gotta deal with my testing issues and, and find a solution. How did you make the case internally to make this investment? How'd you get the funding?
1: We did an ROI study, right? We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. An ROI? Yes. Yep. So we, we tell, tell us about
2: that without giving us numbers.
3: Yeah, we put together a business case with the ROI, and we were able to, to show, because our backlog of projects, like most healthcare organizations, is just, I don't know if you had enough stuff <laughs> to ever get
2: all that. Right. So right. we were
3: able to show how much time this would save. We were able to equate that to money. And then freeing those resources up, we were able to tie that into if we brought in external resources to help us, that it would cost X and X. So just through all of those, I mean, it was just it was a a very. I will say it was an easy sell. I was gonna say was it a hard sell? <laughs> I would say that it was it was not difficult, but we just had to have all of our all of our facts to make sure that. And and since then, we've been the nicest part is, we've been able to go back to the ROI and, and even exceed what we
2: promised
1: oh yeah well that's a good news story absolutely i mean i was I was thrilled when someone from cinnamon's team just out of the blue called us and said they reduced the amount of time that they were spending manually testing by 98 percent sure test and they called us and told us that i'm like can we make that a case study? yeah Yeah. and they've been it's so awesome when you see the light bulb go off and people say i can trust this i don't have to do it and i can go work on something that's Quite frankly, I enjoy more than doing testing. Yeah.
2: So is the experience that Sintman described with getting the support and the ROI and selling internally, common and your? clients?
1: Yeah, I think it's gotten a lot easier now because we've done so many ROI studies that we have averages now okay. based on the number of bits that you have the okay. number of employees you have. We have a whole ROI tool that they can plug in their specific numbers. Okay. And the solution, it's a three-year solution, and you're getting 100% ROI okay. by the end of
2: the year. All right, so if I was a CIO and I was interested in pursuing this and talking to you, you'd have this ROI tool ready uh, for tool me ready for you to, to start making in. my case. Okay. Exactly right. Well, that most CIOs I know right now be to absolutely do that kind of justification. Yeah and analysis exactly. on, on new best. Right, so. right.
1: I think when you asked me the clients that are most successful, it's people like Cinnamon who are willing to take risk. And yeah. take risk on a new solution. And I encourage you to call every one of our clients and I encourage our clients to get references because if your clients, your clients are your reference. If you do what I said, but what I really respect about the leaders that are choosing this solution is, is three things. Number one, they're innovative, they're comfortable, talking about the hard conversation with their staff which is you have got to relinquish some control so let me help me help you (laughs) i think cinnamon does that extraordinarily well and just the level of engagement and and openness to be able to take the solution and continue it to the next level it's the innovative leaders that are making the choice to sit back and say how do i retain my staff how do i keep attracting the best talent we have a client that is using this as a they basically say, you're a certified Epic builder. You want to come here and build and be out, optimized to help your customers? Okay. Guess what? We have the solution, so you oh, have the to be in that. Okay. They're using it as a recruiting tool.
2: How's it going? Good. It's it's going people love great. it, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. No, but Great. I just want to give kudos for the innovation and the willingness. Well, so. it, and you're right.
3: I mean, my team used to spend a week each month testing. They weren't like full on the whole time of that week, but they had to be readily available. So as soon as their turn in the script came out that there was no delay in them executing yeah. their steps. And now you just turn it on and
1: it just goes to town. Just and goes. just you tap happen. <laughs> Like magic. Is, yeah, isn't it all magic? It, well, kind <laughs> it is. I mean, in every single keystroke and mouse click is captured. So you have a full monitor. Picture. And it takes screenshots. We've been able to actually find a couple of things, I don't know what Erlanger, but in production, that now you could send to Epic, and yeah, you can, can reproduce do. it because take a screenshot of everything. So when those auditors come, you can show here's the testing.
2: Oh, that's important. better that's even too. when my people did it. Excellent, great. Well, it sounds like a great partnership. Thank you both so okay. much. We like each other too, so it
3: really. Okay, helps. there you go. <laughs> All right, thank you.
1: So
0: thank, thank you. I love the chance to have these conversations. I think if I were a CIO today, I would have every team member listen to a show like this one. I believe it's conference level value every week. If you want to support This Week Health, tell someone about our channels. That would really benefit us. We have a mission of getting our content into as many hands as possible. And if you're listening to it, hopefully you find value. And if you could tell somebody else about it, it helps us to achieve our mission. We have two channels. We have the conference channel, which you're listening to, and This Week Health newsroom. Check them out today. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast. You get the picture. We are everywhere. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.